0: Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl Erica Nicole and welcome to the eighth episode of Conversations with Erica. Guys, I don't know about you, but 2021 is already starting out for just an amazing ride. Have you ever been on a roller coaster and right before you hit the big dip, Your butterflies in your stomach, you don't know what's to come and all of a sudden the drop and your hands go up and your mouth goes open and you are free falling. Well, that is what I am experiencing in 2021 so far. A free fall in faith. This week alone has been epic. One thing that makes this week amazing is I got an opportunity to sit with Leah and oh my God, she is our guest this week. Leah is flat out amazing. She is a best-selling author, multiple books, and the next one is right up under our noses, getting ready to drop. I cannot wait. She is a podcast host, and on top of that, she is an epic writing coach. Guys, when I tell you, when you hear her story of using her faith to pull herself past grief, a grief that would have took the rest of us out, you're going to be blown away. We have the best time and I'm not gonna give away all the nuggets. I'm not gonna tell you about everything she shared because she's coming. Before we get into that conversation though, I wanna thank you guys. Thank you guys for rocking with me already in 2021. Can you believe it? We are at episode number eight. I cannot lie to you being a new podcast coach, trying to juggle all the things. It's been crazy, but I know that God gave me something to say and I know this is the platform that he called me to use so I'm going to go forth and I'm going to continue on this journey so I don't know if you noticed but I got off schedule with the date drop dates we're going to get back to Thursday effective next week but who knows I got kind kind of got something stirring in my spirit so something else may happen but guys do not forget subscribe leave a review and share this podcast with your people, please. I need your support. I need your support. Did I say it? I need your support. But anyway, let me get out the way, guys. Let's get into this episode. I give you my sister, Leah, selling author, podcast host, and so much more. Woman of faith, fearless, bold faith, moving according to the light of God to really affect lives. Be right back with the episode. What's up? What's up? All right. I am so excited. Guys, we are here with my girl, Lee. Y'all know how I do it. I never introduce anyone because I believe in tuning your own horn. I know that it said, you know, people will tell you that's prideful. People will tell you a lot of things, but what I have learned in my own life, is if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. And when you hear your voice introducing yourself, it does something to you. So I'm going to go ahead and slide out the way and lend the floor to our guest of the hour. I'm so excited to have her. Y'all, we done already did a whole podcast before I clicked record, <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, But I'm just so excited to to be in your presence, Lee. So Lee, tell my audience here on Conversations with Erica who you are and what you bring to the table.
1: Yes, ma'am. So first of all, thank you for having me. I'm definitely excited to be on this podcast with you. Uh, But I am Leah Forney. I am a seven-time published author. I'm also a writing coach, a pre-licensed marriage and family therapist. I am originally from Queens, New York, so shout out to all the New Yorkers. And I currently reside in Maryland, and so
0: that is a little bit about who I am. My God, seven times, seven, time. seven time published author, and I, 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 I know you got something else up your sleeve. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm excited to be here because Lee, I've been able to sit at your feet um, and really listen to you coach and teach in the writing space. I have a plethora of notes already from your teaching because I, you know. Although I'm a published author, I'm like I told you before, I'm new getting yeah. into that solo space. I've done a lot of collaborations, but I'm getting ready to, you know, step out there on my own. And that's a big step. Tell like us it. about that process for you. How did you know, for one, that's what you even wanted to do? And, and tell us about that process. What was that first book like?
1: Yeah, so uh, backstory, I've been writing since I was a kid. So my grandmother would tell me that how probably at around the age of seven or eight, I would like pen poems to Jesus. And of course, my Christmas list to Santa, right? Um, But I was always writing. And so writing actually was an escape for me because I grew up without my parents. Both my parents battled an addiction. My mom, she was a drug addict since I was two. My dad, he was an alcoholic and in and out of prison. So I grew up feeling different, and I don't think I ever knew how to convey that I was different. Um, but I just knew I was different because in my neighborhood, I seen all my friends, and they came from two parent households. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? So writing was an escape. It was it was an escape in, in away from my reality. And I would craft these stories. And I remember crafting a story about my parents because people would always ask questions about where are my parents? And so I would just come up with these like creative, uh, you know, jobs for them, right? Like I think one of the stories, like my dad was a CIA agent somewhere. Like I just came up with these creative narratives. And so writing was like very natural for me. I don't think I ever saw myself as an author until 2017. And I remember having a conversation with um, one of my really good friends, shout out to Ruth Griffin. And we were just having a conversation and I was telling her, you know, I'm thinking I want to share my story. So she is a small, small press publisher and she was like, okay, I can help you with that. So we began to craft the story. And I remember her coming back to me and she was like, you are a storyteller. Like the way you write and the way you depict like your pain, like it's like from the beginning to an end, I can't let it go. And so I'm like me a storyteller like because I never saw it so if it wasn't until around 2017 that I was just like okay we're going to become an author um the book process was definitely interesting I tell people all the time when I started out I was like ignorance on fire so the title of my book is unapologetically me and so Ruth says to me hey if we're going to name it unapologetically me we should put a picture of you on the cover so I'm like oh okay that sounds neat So she's like, okay. So I start sending her all these selfies. Again, ignorance on fire. So she comes back and she's like, no, we got to get a photo shoot. We got to do professional photos. Now, I will be the first to tell you, Erica, I am the behind the scenes girl. Do not put me in front of no camera. I'm cool. Let me be behind the scenes where the world don't know my name. Like, But that was probably the beginning of god really pushing me to the forefront because i was like wait you want me in front of a
0: camera you are like, preaching to the choir <laughs> I, i've always served in the back and finally yeah. I, I got fired for ministry i got fired she was like it's time for you to be in the front baby you you're I, i'm firing you go and i was like
1: what yeah.
0: what do you mean <laughs>
1: Yeah, so it it was it was so having to set up the whole photographer, it was a new experience for me, honestly, because again, I'm used to being behind the scenes. And here it is. I, I I don't know nothing about posing. You know, I probably to me I probably looked crazy to the but when the pictures came back, it was like, oh my god, that's you, right? Like it was just amazing to see myself in that space. And so again, not knowing just the fundamentals of writing a book. You know, I was the, the author that thought, okay, I type it up in Word, bada bing, bada boom, we're done. Not knowing that, nope, it has to go through editing. And then there's different types of editing. It has to go through formatting. You need a copyright. Like all these things I were clueless on because I just thought you wrote the book and that was it.
0: Wow. I'm, I'm telling you, um, I get it. I get it, that first photo shoot. I When I did my first photo shoot, I thought, girl, what? And then of course, you know, body image and clothes. And yeah. Wow, so you, you started writing at such a young age. And see, the funny thing is, is I'm not a writer and I've never wrote, but yeah. I'm a published author. I don't like to write, I like to talk. Mm. So if you can take what I'm saying and put it in a book, Shout <laughs> got out to dictation on my own word, got to love it. Like then we're, we got it, but I yeah. don't like to. So seven books, mm-hmm. do they all follow? Cause I've, I've checked out a couple of them. I'm really excited about them, the recent one coming out. Mm-hmm. But how do you get to the story? How do you decide what part of your life? Cause I know a lot of us tell our personal story. Yeah, especially in mental health, especially in the hats that you wear. So how do you decide what part of your story you want to share with the people Mm -hmm. and what part do you not? And where does your faith come in, in that journey? Yeah, that's a great
1: question. So I tell people, my strategy is prayer. Like I have never produced a book that I didn't pray about Um, and it's funny because when you have a true relationship with God, I, for me, he, he drops things in my spirit at the most weirdest times. So like each of my books, um, he just dropped it in my spirit and you're like, wait, I don't have a pen. I don't have a piece of paper, but he's giving you this download. So I pray, I literally pray and I say, okay, God, what is my next book? What do your people need to hear? And then usually he doesn't respond right away. It's about two or three days. And then all of a sudden, again, if he at the most inconvenient time where I ain't got a piece of paper or a pen that he just releases it. And he usually does it one or two ways. So he either gives me the titles and no chapters. So I have no clue <laughs> where I'm going. Or if it's a really, like, if it's a book that the world really needs to hear, like Defining Moments, my latest one that came out, he gave me the cha- the title and all the chapters, so wow. it, it just really depends. And even with my my most upcoming release, he did the same thing. It was like the title and all the chapters. So he, but I pray, and then even as I'm writing, I'm praying. I'm like, okay, God, lead me to the scripture for this chapter. Lead me to the words for this chapter. You know, with my upcoming release, I I, I have he had me doing a lot of like um, prayers. So I in some certain chapters, I end the chapter with a, a prayer, you know? Ooh, and awesome. so just listening to him and, and having him guide me. And then when I'm done, I'm praying over it again. I'm like, okay, God, I'm about to put it in the hands of my editor. I pray that, you know, everything goes right with its edit and that this is, again, what your people need to hear. Because one thing I learned at a young age is that he gave me the gift. So if he ever decides that, you know what? I don't want you writing anymore. You know, I can't say nothing. So I always make sure that I give the gift back to him. And oh, so wow. that's literally my, my strategy. I love
0: that. So tell us, I, lo- I love this with authors. What is your writing process? What does that look like? Do you mm-hmm. steal away or do you write in the midst of life? Like what is your right? Cause you work full time. You got a job. Yeah. So what's that look like to you? yeah so I when I'm in
1: writing mode, I literally block out a minimum and I tell my I tell clients this all the time coaching clients this all the time you can write within fifteen minutes. Set the timer, put fifteen minutes because the whole thing about writing is you got to get in a flow and you got to get in a rhythm. So I always tell them you can do something as simple as fifteen minutes and by the time that alarm goes off, you're already in a flow. <laughs> So then the 15 minutes turns into an hour. Now, me personally, I can write for a whole hour because once I have the blueprint and I'm like, okay, God, you gave me the title, you gave me the chapters, cool. I know kind of, I then take, take it, once I know my chapters, I kind of then think about, okay, what experiences align with this chapter that I want to talk about? And so it's usually in an hour I can get, I can bang out one chapter. But what I love about how I do when I'm writing is I take my audience on the journey with me. So for the last four years, I've built uh, an amazing audience that every time there's a book that's released, they're they're ready to support. And so I do what we call seeding, which is I will take a simple picture of me either writing or a picture of my word document with the word count and I would just post it. And I would be like, new book coming soon. You know, and just, and it gets them excited because now they're like, oh wait, Leah's working on something? Like, I can't wait to grab that. So I also set goals. So that's another thing that I tell inspiring authors. You know, a goal without a deadline is just a wish, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes you have to just set a goal. You got to say, okay, if you know it's going to take six months to a year to get a book out, right? Because you got to think, okay, I got to write the book. Then once I'm done writing, I got to get an editor, I got to do graphics, I got to do formatting, I got to do all these things, then you want to backdate yourself and say, okay, I'm saying my deadline is December, then I know for good editing, (laughs) like really good editing, I need to have that thing done no later than September, October, because it's going to take my editor six to eight weeks of really good editing to clean that thing up in order for me to get ready for December. So set the goal. And then because I juggle so many hats, you know, you got to ask yourself, is it a priority for you? You know, I, I'm, I have come across people who want to write books and for them, it just might be a bucket list thing. Like, I just want to write the book, check it off. But there's, I always tell people there's two sides to authorship. There's the fundamentals, which is learning how to write the book and actually get it done. And then there's the business side to it. Because once the book is published, Guess who knows about it? Uncle Sam, right? IRS, right? So you're technically a business at this point. And so a lot of aspiring authors don't understand that there's a the fundamentals and then there's the business side of it. So then you have to ask yourself, am I writing this book because it's a, bu- a bucket list thing? Or am I writing this book because I actually wanna build something beyond it? I remember... Um, and she's like a great uh, coach, Nicole Roberts. She said something one time I was in like one of her uh, trainings and she said, okay, so you wrote a book. The book is the product. What's the business? And that was like an aha moment. Cause she's like, she's like, your, your, your brand is not your book. That's a product of the brand. What is the brand? So then I had to learn that I, okay, authorship requires me to actually brand myself and, and, and wear these other hats that I wasn't aware of. So, yeah.
0: You know, we just had that whole, conversation, <laughs> that whole branding conversation. And where do I put this? And what do I do? Mm-hmm. How does it all go together? Yes. Now, you're not only an author, but you are a podcast host. Yes. You're a, podcaster, you're a fellow podcaster. You didn't even mention that in your intro. But I got to pull it out. Because I've listened to your podcast. And your podcast is lit. It is lit. It is in my rotation. Tell me how that journey started.
1: Wow. So Hey Queen Thrive, you know, honestly, I have been kind of scared about actually taking the next steps. And I, I will tell you, I was at, um, Tamara did a, an amazing uh, virtual summit, Penta Profits. And you I remember just
0: drop half a name, go ahead and put out a Mera Mitchell Davis. Shout out to her, right? Y'all and go back and listen to episode. I want to say she's on episode three of conversations with Erica. She was actually my first guest. You yeah. want to know her, her and Leah rock hard together. They both. <laughs> together. Yeah. So I, I attended
1: Penny to Profits virtually And I forget who it was, but they were really talking about branding themselves and and brand identity and everything like that. And I remember saying to Tamara, like, that was that just listening to that was like a shot at my confidence because I'm like, here it is. I'm thinking, well, I I think I was branding myself. And it's like, yeah, but there's more to you than the author, right? Lucinda,
0: I want to say that was Lucinda Cross. That's, yeah listen that, if you really, really want to get amazing. your business life together Mrs. let me Spir- tell you Lucinda Cross is we did the lunch breakout yes that is what her I was like I'm launching my podcast
1: yes yes Lucinda Cross is absolutely amazing so shout out to her as yeah. well because if you really want to get your activate and your business yeah. together that's your girl. Seriously. In 15 minutes, she'll get your whole life. Oh my
0: God. I'm telling you when she started talking about the podcasting and it hers not being edited or polished or I was like, yeah. Erica, you focused on the wrong thing. Yeah. You got something to say. God gave you something to say, launch the podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it was like during that session, like just listening to all this amazing information about mm-hmm. business and building platforms and taking it to another level. Um, I, I got, I was like, man, I've been kind of playing it small for a while. And I remember coming into 2021, praying and, and really asking God, okay, what's, what's the vision for 2021. And I remember him telling me that stop playing it small. Mm. Like I gave you the gift, use the gift. People want to hear from you. Stop playing it small. And I remember saying it to Tamara. I was like, you know what? I'm launching the podcast. The funny thing was, I didn't even have a name for the podcast. I was trying to figure that out for the longest hope. And nothing clicked until one day I went to sleep. <laughs> this is what I said.
0: God gives me stuff in the most inconvenient time. You gotta, I took that. He fakes us lie down in green pastures. Like, <laughs> Right. I took a
1: nap. And as I'm dreaming, God, I hear the spirit say, hey, Queen Thrive. again it's one of those like really so you're gonna give it to me while I'm napping (laughs) like but he gave it to me and we went from there January 14th we launched it and I was terrified I was just like I have no idea what I'm going to do I don't know what I'm gonna say but what I found that was so beautiful about it is God began to say who do you already know Mm-hmm. you have the people, you have the guests and what was even more beautiful was that I was reaching out to people like hey this is what I want to do and they're like girl we got you so then it became like easy and that's what I love about God because when he gives you something know that he already gave you he has the provision lined up, he already has the connections lined up and it will be easy, it will be Ooh, effortless come, so on come on
0: now, now that's kind of how Hey Queen Thrive became what it is today I love it, so what is next What is next for you? What does the rest of 2021 look like?
1: Yeah, so I'm still interviewing as, even though I'm a podcast host, I am still interviewing on other people's podcasts. Um, I have, March is like (laughs) booked and busy already. I love it. um, Because I will actually be interviewing out of Nigeria and Trinidad and Tobago. So I'm like super excited to, to get my story and my books in front of that audience. Um, but other than that, I'm releasing a new book, Power of Reconciliation Healing from the Inside Out. Mm. And this book is so, for me, this, this is probably one of my favorite books. Uh, Defining Moments was a difficult book because it was about my grief journey and I was still kind of living it. But with Power of Reconciliation, um, if you've read any of my books from the beginning, uh, you get to get an update about what's been happening with me and my mom in that relationship this is also the first time I'm actually sharing my angel mom story and my fertility issues. So I'm excited about that part of it. And it's crazy because since me writing that book, it's amazing how God opens doors. But I just got, you know, connected with a woman who's got a documentary that she's doing called Life After Loss about, you know, Black women and our issues with fertility and losing children and all that. So it's, it's amazing when you're obedient to God and you just say, okay, yes, um, the doors that he's opening. So I'm excited, March 23rd, Power Reconciliation I, is- Wow, is
0: I am so excited to see what 2021 does for you. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. You know, me and you and that angel mom thing, like I'm right there with you. That was actually my first anthology where well, I told that story. Yeah. And um, I tell that story more now than ever. Yeah. It's amazing to me and how it's so necessary for healing. And a lot of people don't want to talk about it.
1: Yeah. A lot
0: of people don't want to talk about that mother-daughter relationship. Yeah. They don't want to talk about grief. Like we we act like we're the only ones going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's the yeah. power of your testimony where the healing comes in at. Yeah. So you you gave segue to the grief. We talked, you know, you kind of mentioned that. Tell me, tell me about that, not going too deep, mm-hmm. but how did you have to push past to keep going, to keep managing your mantle, if you will, that God has so richly placed you with? Yeah, so uh,
1: 2019, well, 2018, May 14, 2018, I unexpectedly lost my fiance at the time and it was like literally you talk about the world just shattering yeah that's what it felt like my world just came to a screeching halt and it shattered um and i ended up after his funeral relocating to to maryland and i remember on my way to maryland just crying and praying and talking to god and just like god I, what's going on in my life like i don't understand and i remember him telling me that he was removing, removing me from the familiar. Mm. He was like, everyone you could go to, you can't go to no more. Like, it's literally got to be me and you. It's either me and you or it's not. And I remember being in the rest rest stop right before I got into Maryland. And I said, okay, God, it's going to be me and you. I don't know how this thing's going to work. I don't know where, (laughs) what's going to happen, but I'm going to trust you in this whole situation. Um, and so that's how I got into Maryland, but even what was crazy about my grief journey was that I learned so many lessons. Mm-hmm. One of the lessons I learned was around support. And that was probably a big lesson for me because here I am grieving and I'm isolating all at the same time. Right. But then I'm saying to God, God, don't nobody care. I'm hurting. And he's like, that's cause you on Leah's Island by yourself you didn't push the world away and i remember having a conversation with tamara and she said to me i'm trying to be there for you and you keep pushing me away and i remember being like okay god and he what he showed me about support was that support is a two-way street and he showed me that support was not only me having to tell people what i need right because at the time in my thought process i'm like Y'all my friends, you my family, you should just know. And the reality is people don't just know. Mm -hmm. You got to tell them. So I had to learn that I had to communicate what I need when I needed it. But then I also had to learn to be open to receiving what I said I needed. Mm -hmm. So here I am saying people don't care about me. I'm grieving. I'm hurt. I just need somebody to check on me. But then those that were checking on me, I wasn't receiving it. I was just looking at the phone, putting it down, like, stop talking to me. I don't want to be
0: talked to. Because you were repelling the very thing that you said you needed. And yeah. we do that all the time. Yeah. I had a friend tell me, I would never forget it. I went through a season where I lost six loved ones in six months. Profound yeah. loved ones. Grandmother, sister-in-law, best friend, like profound people. Six months. And I had a friend tell me, you are so hard to love. hmm She said, you are just, you're fighting everyone around you and you're swinging at the good and the bad. And that's what that reminded me of. It's because like we're saying, God, it it takes you back to that. And it's not a parable. I think it's just like a corny story that we all heard about the man in the flood standing on top of the house. And he's like, I'm waiting on God while all these people are coming by to help him. But he's still like, I'm waiting on God. And And he's like, but God, you didn't, you didn't come save me. And God like, no, hold up. Right. I'm this person, this person, and this person. And that's what it was. You're saying nobody loves me. Nobody's here to support me. Yeah. Why you got your phone on do not disturb. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: And that was the lesson for me. The other lesson was I learned how to be, I had to learn how to be to others what I needed. Mm. Right. And that was huge too, because here again, I work in mental health. So I'm dealing with people's traumas and tragedies as a profession. And I remember in that season of my life, every client of mine was coming in with grief. So here it is. I got to minister to you. I got to encourage you. And I'm sitting here like, Jesus, wait a minute now. <laughs> I need it too, Lord. And he taught me that lesson about sometimes you got to sow into others exactly what you need in return.
0: Yeah,
1: And that was a big lesson. So th- Going through grief, I think for me, it, it strengthened my relationship with God and it strengthened it in such a way because I learned that I could just be Leah with him. You know mm-hmm. how you got those friends, like some friends get Erica, some get this version of Erica, but when, I learned in that season of my life, like I could just be Leah and I can be as raw and as vulnerable and as emotional as I need to be. And I remember my, my pastor saying to me, cause I was angry with him. I, I tell people all the time, like, I will be the first to admit that I was a Christian that was angry with God because it was, I didn't understand why I had to even go through this. And I remember my pastor saying, you know, he know you angry, right? So might as well just tell him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he you he's know. not keeping no secrets from God. <laughs> right.
1: Like, he know you, you come in the church, you're not wanting to worship, you're not wanting to, and he like, I wish he would just tell me. And it was in that moment, I felt like it was a freedom, that it was okay to just be honest. And it was in that moment that I was just, God, I'm angry. And this is why I'm angry, because this was the man that showed me what love was in the first place. And you, this happened and that, you know, and just having to finally just tell him. And that was the first, I think for me, what solidified the relationship that I have where I learned then, I said, you know what? I don't care if it's good, bad, ugly, and different. I can go to my heavenly father just as I am. He ain't tripping about what my hair looks like. He ain't tripping. Listen, I get up five o'clock, six o'clock in the morning sometimes with morning breath, but I'm going to go to my father because he he's not tripping about those things that we trip about. Because I could just go to him because he knows my heart anyway.
0: And I ain't got to sound no certain kind of way. Yeah. I ain't got to stand all King James verse. Right. right. You know? <laughs> I could be a little good news mixed with some NIV, with some passion, with some me. Right. <laughs> God, no. I know. Right. I love, I love it and I love your story. I cannot wait to see what 2021 has to offer you. With wrapping this conversation up, what would you tell some? What do you want to leave the people with? I don't even want to guide the conversation. <laughs> you because i know god has already put something on your heart oh, yeah. you're a woman of prayer yeah you're not even gonna show up here without seeking him and asking him mm-hmm. so what is it that you want to leave the people with
1: yeah so i think the space that i've been in lately is god has been calling me to remind people um just how much he loves them mm-hmm. just how much he he loves them how much he you, we matter to him um and how much he's he's always going to be there you know he has been reminding me lately just how much he is the father to the fatherless the mother to the motherless like when and he took me back a couple of days ago to that scripture that says when mother and father forsake me i'm there right and so somebody just needs to know that when you have nobody you always got the father he's Mm. always there and i'm always reminded of and it's probably one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible the parable of the prodigal son and how God is just like that father waiting arms wide open. He don't care what you did. He don't care what how, about your past. You could come just like that son came b- straight out of the gutter, right? He was in the pig's pen eating with the pigs and yet he came back to his father. And so God just wants somebody to know that he just like that father, he is waiting with arms wide open to receive you just how you are, no matter how broken, busted, disgusted, jacked up you are, the Father is waiting for you. And all you got to do is just surrender and let Him just wrap His arms around you and love
0: you back to life. Oh my God. Now I feel like we need to pass the offering plate. <laughs> take up an offering and somebody give the benediction because Lee has, Lee don't preached the word. She done dropped, she done gave us what we needed to be great. Yeah. I am so blessed. I'm so humble that you took time out to rock it out with me today to share um, this space and share your gift because it's truly a gift. Guys, I'm telling you, 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 you plug in. So tell the people how they can find you. Of course, we're going to drop it in the show notes, <laughs> but they need to know how to find you because they need your books. They need what you have to offer. They need the healing that comes along with your storytelling. Yeah. So
1: I'm on all social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook at Leah M. Forney. I'm on Instagram at I am Leah Michelle. If you are on LinkedIn, I'm on there as Leah Forney. If you are on Twitter, I'm there as Leah Forney, even though I do not tweet. Um, but then you can also shoot me an email if you want to sign copy um, at mforney at gmail.com.
0: All right. All right. All right. Well, guys, we going to wrap it up. I am honored. I am, my my heart is full at this present moment. Just sharing your space. Um, Give us the date for the latest book that's coming out because I want them to be looking for that gem. Yes.
1: So Power of Reconciliation, Healing from the Inside Out will be available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles and wherever other books are sold. March 23rd, 2021,
0: and I'm super excited about it. Oh my God. I cannot wait. I'm already registering for the virtual, um, the virtual book signing so yeah. I can give my own signed copy, but I gotta go back and finish with defining moments. So I gotta get I gotta get in there so I can really get get that understanding. Cause now, now I know I need to go back to the beginning because it all kind of locks in together. Wow. All right. So that is ah. I'm good. I'm good. This was good. This was amazing. Thank you once again. Thank you once again for coming, hanging out with us. Thank you for sharing your your gift with my audience. I look forward to you coming back. Absolutely. I got to have you back. Absolutely. I got to have you back again this year because I just feel like it's going to be some great, you know, that ladder, It's it's some greater coming. And I want the people to know what the greater is going to look like. So, all right, guys, we are wrapping this thing up. Once again, we want to thank Miss Lee for coming out and hanging out with us. And my audience, thank you for lending your ear, guys. Don't forget, hit the subscribe, share, leave a review because I want to know what you're thinking. Love you. Thank you for joining Conversations with Erica. Goodbye.